You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing the evolution of resin-modified glass ionomer cements. Our guest is Dr. Jeffrey Lineberry, owner and operator of Carolina Center for Comprehensive Dentistry, a full-time complex restorative-focused practice. He has lectured at national meetings, published in several dental journals, serves as the key opinion leader for multiple dental companies, and is on the editorial board for Dental Products Reports, a leading dental journal. Dr. Lineberry, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So, yeah, we, we are very pleased to have you on, and uh, RMGI, as the acronym goes, Resin Modified Glass Onomers, is our topic today. And the first question we're going to ask Dr. Lineberry is, what is your strategy for cementation of indirect restorations? Well, that's a, that's a great question, Phil. I mean, one of the, the primary things that I look at is, is that, well, there's, I guess, uh, really there's several factors I think about uh, when it comes to cementation of indirect restorations. I mean, we have to consider whether or not uh, we can isolate the, uh, the, the tooth properly. Uh, we have to think about the uh, type of restoration that we're going to be placing. Is it going to be a lithium disilicate or is it a metal-based restoration or is it zirconia, which is a real popular uh, restoration nowadays? Um, so those are all things that I start thinking about when it comes to my overall strategy. And, of course, um, you know, resin-modified glass ionomers have been around for a good while, and, and it's definitely one of my go-to cements where I really um, – it, it just works simply. When it comes to resin-modified glass ionomers, tell us a little bit about the difference between a typical glass ionomer cement and resin-modified. Obviously, there's some resin introduced into the material. How does that affect the material, its handling, uh, and the clinical outcome? Well, that, you know, that's, that's a great question. I mean, you know, I guess really the glass ionomers, you know, they were kind of the first ones that kind of came around, and, and they worked well, but uh, they had fairly high solubility rates and so um, so you know when they started adding in resin to it uh, that kind of helped improve the overall uh, characteristics of the material um, decrease some of the, the overall solubility but we still got fluoride release and it's kind of trying to develop the best of both worlds when it comes to the uh, making it a comparison to resin cement what are the advantages of a RMGI over your typical resin cement well, I mean, one of the hugest things is, of course, I mean, it's it's definitely a lot less technique sensitive. I mean, it's a lot more straightforward than, say, a bonded uh, resin cement uh, where you have to go through uh, proper isolation, make sure there's uh, no moisture or very minimum moisture. And, uh, you know, it's just like I said, it's a lot more uh, quick, straightforward, uh, less technique sensitive, and it's definitely a lot more moisture tolerant than uh, your resin cements. As far as the one you prefer in your office that you've been using, could you tell us a little bit about that? Well, you know, it's it's one of those things that actually, I mean, over time, um, the RMGIs or resin-modified glass ionomers, I've actually kind of changed over time. I currently use the, the Fuji Sim Evolve. Uh, that's kind of the, I guess you would call it the more latest generation of the resin-modified glass ionomers. It kind of gives you the, the best of both worlds of where you kind of can tack cure it, um, you know, it's more um, radio opaque, uh, has a little bit better bonding strength. And it's interesting how resin-modified glass ionomers have kind of went from a liquid powder mix to where they had kind of a paste. And so uh, they've kind of evolved over time from 
uh, like Fujisim to Fujisim 2 to Fujisim Now Evolve. Um, then you have the other ones that's out there as well that have changed, like Relax, Looting, that went to Looting 2 and Looting Plus now. So, so that's um, how they've actually changed over time, trying to improve the overall handling and characteristics of it. Yeah, so in, as far as Evolve goes, what is the full name of the product? Is it called Fuji Sam Evolve? Yep, Fuji Sim Evolve. Yep, it's uh, basically it's in a syringe, and you can tack cure it, which is really nice when you know you want to set it up and clean it up and on the go versus some of the original uh, liquid pastes uh, or the liquid and powders that we used to use. Uh, you had to just sit there and wait for four to six minutes. Uh, do find that this stuff sets up in probably about 90 seconds or so, and it starts to kind of get a good gel to where you can clean it up pretty quickly. I can say that. Uh, my assistants have uh, fell in love with it, and uh, it's kind of their go-to material when they grab stuff. So this comes in a dual-barrel syringe? Yes. And that's mm-hmm. how it's delivered? Okay. And then um, you put a tip in on that, and you can apply it precisely where you want it, uh, yeah. inside yeah. the crown, or do you place it on the tooth at all, or, or it's basically inside the restoration? Just inside the restoration, I mean, that's the nice thing about it, you know, versus some of the other ones where you kind of have to put it on the mixing pad. I mean, this is you put a tip in it, <clears throat> you can just inject it directly into your restoration, and then um, you you just seed it, and you're good to go. Yeah, so less technique sensitive, um, and as far as the bond strength goes, you're getting superior to some of the other cements out there? Yeah, I mean, there's some definitely, it's uh, some good research is coming out that's kind of showing, especially with zirconia. Uh, which, like I said, that's kind of a um, hot topic nowadays. But uh, definitely, the this newer Fujisim Evolve has um, it has a better bond strength as compared to some of the other uh, resin mod- resin modified glass onomers. So, um, but like I said, over time, it's it's interesting to see how the resin modified glass onomers have kind of evolved from. Uh, some of their lower uh, bond strengths to where they, they're really uh, starting to try to improve the overall uh, product. So where would you not use uh, Evolve? Like t- talk about an anterior veneer. I mean, give us an example where you think it's contraindicated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, definitely, you know, where you're going to need bond strength to help support the final restoration, for instance, just like you said, uh, uh, you take an anterior veneer, for instance, you definitely don't want to use it in a situation like that. Or if you're, you know, placing, say, uh, an all-porcelain inlay or non-lay where you need bond strength to help uh, increase the resistance and retention form of the, the final restoration. Okay, so those are contraindications. Absolutely. Yeah, and could you take us through the process of using Evolve, for instance, from start to finish? I know your assistants are doing most of this, um, but hopefully you're paying attention, Dr. Lineberry, when your assistants are doing this. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, what, what are we talking about as far as the patient sitting in the chair, they're coming in for delivery of a zirconia restoration? I don't know if you do them chair side or they, you use a lab, but they're, they're coming in for delivery. Could you go through the process of using Evolve from start to finish and any type of preparation on the material and so forth? Yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much. I mean, you know, as far as like zirconia, I mean, typically, obviously, we, we remove the existing temporary restoration. We do we do have our uh, restorations uh, lab fabricated. Uh, we always air braid the uh, inner surface of the zirconia. And uh, after we get the tooth preparation, um, uh, the, the temporary removed, we clean up the tooth preparation. And then we, of course, um, 
do the initial try-in, make sure everything's good as far as contacts, uh, margins, and occlusion. And then what we do is, like I said, we dry the inner surface, clean the inner surface of the, the zirconia restoration. And then, you know, essentially we take the uh, Fujisim Evolve, put on a tip, um, inject it in there, and then we, we just seed it um, on the tooth. And we literally, um, you know, uh, let it sit for about 90 seconds. And so and a lot of times it's already kind of starting to gel. Some cases we do use light cure. Uh, just depends on the day um, and, and how things are going in the office. So it's a self-curing cement pretty much? Yep, it's self-curing, and, but it's, it's dual cure. I mean, you can you can use the light to kind of tack it. Uh, so that's nice uh, in situations where if maybe if you're placing multiple restorations, um, you can place it in there, tack it, clean it up, and go on to the next one kind of thing while that one's setting up versus sitting there waiting for the full time for it to set up to, to move right. on to the right. next one. Now, I haven't practiced for many years, and I was an endodontist, and I, it's been a while um, since I've been in the office. But are, are most of the dentists leaving it to the assistants to do the cementation process, and the dentist drives it in and then leaves, or that's not the case? Well, I mean, you know, we we do the try-in, and at least in, you know, we, we do seed it, and I do confirm seeding of the restoration to make sure that it's good, but then I let my assistant do the, the final cleanup on the restoration. Okay, so you're there actually making, you're you're placing the restoration with the cement in it, and then once yes. it's seeded and you check the occlusion and you see this is good to go, then then you, you can exit and go to the next patient. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the cement that you're familiar with, and that you're comfortable with, and you've been using, I guess, glass onomer cements in the beginning, right? You started with glass onomer, then you saw the introduction of the resin modified glass onomers, and then moved into that. Was that the succession process? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, obviously, you know, I graduated dental school for almost 20 years ago, and you know, back then, I mean, you know, we had resin modified glass onomers, we had zinc phosphate. Um, resin cements were kind of uh, hit or miss. I mean, there was there, but uh, they they didn't they weren't I guess as tried and true as they definitely are now. Um, but over time, yeah, I've kind of evolved over um, using uh, a resin modified glass onomer, which was the original, using like the liquid and powder, and then um, then using things like um, the Fujisim. And then eventually going into things like the Fuji 2. And, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of these systems have kind of evolved from the liquid powder state to uh, making it more convenient. And, of course, now they're trying to improve the overall uh, properties. Yeah, so it seems to me um, you feel that a resin-modified glass onomer cement is the best of both worlds rather than going with a straight resin cement. Yeah, it, it's, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, what I find is, is that a resin modified glass onomer for, say, zirconia and a lot of just uh, typical indirect restorations, it's more than enough to do what we need to do. And like I said, it's less technique sensitive and it gets the job done and you have minimum post-op sensitivity. And bottom line, I mean, I've been using resin modified glass onomers and for, you know, 20 pushing 20 years and so they they work yeah know? and that's that's a really good point um i i think that's that's the kind of major thing that i've been hearing from a lot of the kols um is that dr lineberry that the fact that it's so much less technique sensitive than a straight resin cement and for most purposes you don't need any more uh, bond strength than what you're getting out of the rmgi Overall, that's the most efficient and effective material, especially with decreasing post-operative sensitivity. And when you do need to go for something that's really, really, you know, 
um, compromised as far as the prep design or the the amount of uh, retention that you have, whatever it is, then you'll switch to possibly a different cement. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, if you got to bond a all porcelain restoration in place. But, you know, like I said, that's definitely, you know, changed. You right. know, in the grand scheme of things, we have to think, too. I mean, for hundred, almost 100 years, you know, zinc phosphate was kind of the, the go-to thing. And, you know, and in the grand scheme of things, comparatively speaking, it's a fairly weak cement, but yet, you know, it held on gold restorations for 50 years. Right, exactly. Yeah, so it, it, you got to put everything in perspective. No, that's absolutely true. That makes an RM, RMGI cement like, the, you know, uh, the uh, King Kong compared to zinc phosphate. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that makes total sense. It's good to hear a intelligent, practical uh, dental educator on, on the show um, and, and open to, uh, well, you've been doing it, as I said, you have 20 years, 20 years experience since dental school. That's that's pretty good track record to go by. Um, well, thanks a lot, Dr. Weinberg. Appreciate your time on Dental Talk. And uh, we get about almost 3,000 listens per week now. We're now on, uh, yeah, iTunes is switching to uh, Apple Music. I think they're getting rid of iTunes, the whole concept of iTunes. And it's Apple Music and Apple Apple Podcasts. And uh, we're, we're on Apple Podcasts on, the, on your app if you have an iPhone. Just look up Viva Learning. And also we're on Stitcher for, for Android and Google Podcasts and about seven iHeartRadio and seven or ten other platforms, including VivaLearning.com. So you're welcome to listen to us on any of those platforms. Enjoy our podcast. And again, Dr. Lineberry, thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Just so you know, you can access all of our episodes on Viva Learning's website at vivalearning.com or on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.